Hello and welcome everybody to Games with John and James. Sans James, it's just John right now. Looks like we'll be going solo for a little bit as we discuss some of the hottest things that happened over the week. Uh, James is not here. He is out on an assignment. Work has been keeping us pretty busy. Thankfully, I'll be here to provide you with some of this week's highlights in gaming. For those not in the know, Summer Games Fest has officially kicked off, and publishers and developers alike have announced many conferences, things like the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase coming up on Sunday, as well as the Capcom Showcase, as well as some other conferences that have actually happened already. This was supposed to be a list of some of the things that you were going to be able to listen to this week, but recording didn't really happen at the timetable that we wanted, so... I like how I can't escape me saying we on this show. It's just, it's part of my DNA now, I swear. (laughs) Other notable conferences are the Devolver Digital Showcase, the Tribeca Film Festival Games Spotlight, the Future Games Show, as well as the PC Games Show, all coming up within the next couple of days. We also had the State of Play, of course, and the Sonic Central that was hosted on June 7th, which was basically just Sega marketing a bunch of new toys and G Fuel with Sonic's face on it. Well, Knuckles. They have a Knuckles flavor now, ladies and gentlemen. But this isn't just going to be some list of things you might have been able to see. You're here for the John and James experience. Or, you know, at least half of it. So, you're going to be hearing my opinions of the shows that happened. And, of course, what I'm looking forward to in the future. That means you're going to be getting new episodes, albeit maybe a bit shorter, of the Games with John and James podcast all weekend long. Stay tuned after the break, where I'll dive into Summer Games Fest, some of the biggest announcements, and things that I'm personally excited for. Stick around. Welcome back to Games with John and James, or, you know, Games with John. It still feels weird. Ah, well. After that blazing fast intro, I think it'd be time to slow it down a bit as we go over some of the highlights of the Summer Games Fest, the Limited Runs Games Showcase, and other big-name announcements that have happened so far this week. In an effort to make this sound less like me going down the list of all the things that were announced, I'm going to start off with something near and dear to my heart, which y'all know, it's Sonic Frontiers. We got the first gameplay of it earlier last week, and now people are continuing to see more and more of the game and hearing other people's previews of it. And, you know, people are still on the fence, which, you know, is something I completely understand considering Sonic's spotty track record. Just today, there was an interview with Takashi Izuka, who is the head of Sonic Team and director of the game. So I'll be sure to check that out and give you my full, you know, hot take on that sometime later. But I wanted to talk about the things that were announced at Summer Games Fest. Starting right out of the gate, we saw things like a new Aliens game, which I coined as Aliens Colonial Marines Good Edition. So if you are an Aliens fan, I'm sure you're all excited for that. Uh, right after that, what did we get? Why is everyone blowing up my phone right now? That's always the best. All right, let's go down. You know, I just said let's not go down the list, and yet I'm about to say let's go down the list. <laughs> Some of the games that I saw that looked the most exciting to me were games like Witchfire and Heavy Metal Singer. Those games look amazing. Granted, they are first-person shooters with very novel, different types of aesthetics to them. I mean, after a seemingly a lifetime of things like Call of Duty and even Halo to some extent, I'm kind of looking forward to going back to where you could see games that have more of a magical bend to them. I think during that one for, what was it, Witchfire, it looks like freaking Hexen, which is already awesome, but then you have like a magic shooting first-person shooter crossbow that shoots fire. Yeah, like we need more inventive stuff like that. I am just so down. I'm down to give it a play. 
I'm down to give it, I'm not gonna give it a play it endorsement yet, but who knows, maybe if I actually do play it, maybe I'll encourage y'all to play it. Of course, the big name games like Modern Warfare 2 got a huge amount of time dedicated to the show, where we basically saw all of the things that we are so used to seeing at something like an E3, which is, you know, something Summer Games Fest is kind of designed to fill the void of. But I honestly, and this might vary between you and myself, but again, you're here for the John and James podcast experience. In my humble opinion, it just looks so boring because it looked exactly like everything we've gotten for the past probably 15 years or so. We're up to like Call of Duty 22 at this point, and you can still kind of tell, even in trailers when it cuts from the more scripted scenes all the way up to just, okay, now you're playing the video game. So, I don't know, people dog on things like Madden or... You know, when things are built on old tech and I'm like, how can people still be interested in like the campaigns of a Call of Duty? It seems like after Warzone and after the Black Ops, you know, Blackout Edition and stuff like that, you think that that would be kind of covered with the whole Call of Duty experience, or at least that's what I feel. If you if you feel any different, sound off in the comments. After that, we got some new game announcements. I believe the Callisto Protocol is a brand new game, very much inspired by Dead Space and the team that actually made Dead Space. So I'm sure my buddy will be looking forward to that. We also got a new game for, uh, with scored by Mick Gordon, apparently, called Routine, which looks very ominous, very scary, and very freaking cool. It's like Five Nights at Freddy's, only, you know, no Freddy. So I'm down to give it a try. Why not? And then, of course, we had the moment in the show that I'm sure surprised everybody, but I'm sure that was also meant to pay off the advertisers. Uh, We saw The Rock, shirtless for a minute, plugging his energy drink and talking about Black Adam. So, you know, you gotta pay the bills, but I just thought that was a funny highlight of the show. Looking at some of the other big name announcements, we saw a new game called Wargate. No, I can't. I can't read my own handwriting here. A new game, a real-time strategy game called Stormgate, which looks pretty exciting. Uh, also, they made sure to really push that there's going to be no freemium ways to win, and especially no NFTs. So the fact that you can stand on a stage and recite that just kind of shows where we're at in terms of the video game industry. I don't know. Feels pretty crazy. Uh, We had a new trailer for Marvel, The Infinite Sons, I believe it's called, yeah, where they had freaking Master of Puppets playing, which that is an interesting crossover in terms of demographics there. Uh, We saw the new trailer for Cuphead with the DLC coming out, which looks like a lot of fun. And one of my other favorite things of the show, which made me so, so happy, we got to see more of Shredder's Revenge, the new TMNT game, which is going to have six-player local and online co-op, and it's out next week, y'all. I am so excited for that. That sounds amazing. It sounds so amazing, you can literally tell I was orgasming as I was talking about it. (laughs) Okay, okay, moving on, holy crap. See, I can't shock and offend James right now, so I have to offend myself or project those onto you, the listener. So let's hope he comes back soon, huh? Another thing that I'm actually excited for is the Capcom Arcade Stadium 2nd, which compiles even more classic Capcom arcade games. I saw like the Mega Man arcade games in there, Street Fighter Alpha and Alpha 3. Man, I am just really happy that Capcom is taking the time to actually give us their old catalog back. We talk about it all the time. We look at things like the Switch and Nintendo's unwillingness, seeming unwillingness to give us classic games with their services. And I find that so weird, especially when 
a lot of the games that they themselves made are the system sellers that we actually want to play again. So just seeing Capcom celebrate that and hey, here's another $40 compilation and here's like 30 more games. I'm there for it, I'm excited. I think that covers most of the things I'm personally excited for when it comes to Summer Games Fest. If you'd like to go through Oh, you know, this is a good time to actually plug the Twitter. I live tweeted during the presentation, so if you'd like to see more of my funny reaction gifts and other responses I've had and announcements that we saw, just head over to Games with J&J &J and you can see the entire track record and see my <laughs> emotional state just slowly drain as we see another survival crafting game be announced. Ugh. Moving right along, we had the Limited Run Summer Games Showcase, where they announced a bunch of games they'll be delivering for physical release, some coming to Switch, some even coming to Nintendo 64 and 3DS, which is really just crazy. I think I mentioned it in the previous episode, or at least some episodes ago. It just seems kind of crazy that we live in a time now where people can just make whatever video game they want for whatever console they want, which, I mean, double so, because I believe D the director's cut or limited edition or physical re-release is coming to modern consoles as well as 3DO. So you can buy a brand new 3DO game. That blows my mind. But again, coming back to the show, starting off and going alphabetical, thanks to Nintendo Life, who put up a very wonderful list of all the games announced during the show. We have A Boy and His Blob Retro Collection, which will combine all the A Boy and His Blob games, as well as the Wii remake that came in 2008. Yeah, so for any fans of that old franchise, there you go. Uh, the surprising one of the group was probably Bill and Ted's Excellent Retro Collection, which, you know, I think nostalgia is one thing, but when you go back and re-release crappy games, I, I don't know. I don't think there's really a point for that. We'll finally see a physical release of Doom Eternal for the Switch, which is pretty great for those who have the Doom experience on the go and don't have a Steam Deck, like me. That <laughs> makes me sound so sad. Oh, I can't afford my $500 privilege switch. Oh, rich switch. <laughs> Hashtag rich switch. Anyway, that's coming out as well. We have Garden Story and other indie games like Lunark coming out. Uh, some very retro re-releases include Rendering Ranger, which that had a lot of alliteration in it. So, blech, need to take my take a break there. So, if you're a fan of 2D side-scrolling shooters and throw and uh, space shooters and stuff, that's a fun game from the SNES. So, there you go. It's even coming to the Super Nintendo, so you can get an actual physical copy again. Oh, one of the craziest ones that I saw announced was Power Slave. Now, Power Slave, for someone who has been recently trying to collect games for his Sega Saturn, saw a first-person shooter that looked like freaking Duke Nukem 3D, or at least in that build engine classic PC kind of way, and got really excited. So, the fact that it's getting a HD re-release, seeing the trailers, Night Dive Studios, they do a lot of good work, but I don't know, there's a part of me that likes a lot of that kind of filtering and classic look to it. So if it's more up your alley for the HD re-release, go for it. I myself, who knows, maybe I'll find a copy. Find a copy for my Saturn. I was talking about it earlier, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, of course, is being given a physical release because of limited run games. I myself will be picking the digital version so I can actually play it sooner. But yeah, if you want the special editions of that, limited run has you covered. River City Girls 2, the entire Shadowrun trilogy, Skeleton Attack, the only game Konami's put out in the past, what, five years? <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, those are all coming out as well. So, 
I think that wraps up the limited run showcase. And yeah, if I've missed ones or you have your own opinions on some of the games that are coming out, leave us a comment on YouTube or reach out to us on Instagram or shoot at me on Twitter. One final news break that I'll touch on before we wrap up for the main body of the show. Uh, I saw that Samsung announced that the Xbox gaming streaming would be coming. Yeah, what is this? Hold on, let me actually find the article so I can actually show what I'm talking about here. Where are you? Where are you? There it is. Okay, Xbox is coming to Samsung smart TVs with no console required. So, as I'm sure a lot of people know, or probably don't, because it seems like I'm the only person who plays Xbox nowadays, uh, Xbox has been transitioning away more to a like a subscription-based service slash app-based service with things like xCloud and all sorts of stuff like that. And so it makes sense that there would eventually be a app or some type of way to play games on just a straight-up television. So coming June 30th, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers will be able to stream their games through the cloud using a new dedicated app for Samsung Smart TVs and monitors released in 2022. Thanks to Mashable for the article there. But yeah, that's pretty dang exciting. The fact that you could even have something like the same device. We've all been headed there for a while where we all kind of just have one device that has everything on it. So, you know, the same device that has Netflix, HBO Max, YouTube, even television, just straight up cable television channels on it. Why not have an app dedicated to playing video games? And every freaking TV has Bluetooth now and TVs are becoming thinner and more evolved and better processors and stuff. So it only makes sense that it was about time before we saw this. That I have no doubt that Sony already has something like that planned for their own brand of TVs. The PlayStation app on a freaking Bravia TV I mean, it makes sense, but actually seeing it announced and knowing that that future is finally here, it feels pretty crazy. <laughs> it's just pretty crazy. We're going to be having all sorts of Steam Decks, a freaking HD Switches coming, I'm sure, down the pipeline. And now you'll just have to haul your big ass TV with the Xbox app on it if you want to play your games. Oh, yeah, I want my freaking Xbox OLED <laughs> dragging my TV behind me. I don't know, it's just crazy to think that the, the future, if you if you would have gone back in time and told me what the, the future of gaming is or what gaming is right now, stuff would have blown my mind. And I know I said one last piece of news, but just one more piece of discourse. It seems that a lot of people are on the fence with the whole Last of Us Part 1 uh, PS5 remake that Naughty Dog has put out, so it seems like... Sony is really milking this franchise and are so dedicated to these huge blockbuster games that they're willing to completely remake a game that's not even 10 years old yet. So I don't know how, I mean, I know how I feel about that, but I'm not going to pretend to be a person who is even a big fan of The Last of Us to even be excited or even annoyed by this. So if you are one, shoot, let me know. Let us know again, add us on Twitter, let us know on Instagram, reach out. We want to know what you think. I would have loved to see a freaking reboot of Jumping Flash or, shoot, maybe a return to Metal Gear that's actually made by someone who gives a damn about Metal Gear. I don't know. Like, so many franchises are iconic and, and intertwined with the, the Sony and PlayStation brand. I mean, how crazy would it have been to see, like, announcement for Parappa the Rappa 3? Like, no, it wouldn't have blown the doors off of the show or the stage or anything, but I'm sure the hype would have been pretty freaking real. I mean, I would have been excited. I mean, just imagine, coming soon to PlayStation 5, Ape Escape 4, this time the monkeys are real. <laughs>
Well, insofar as the whole experience for the Games with John James podcast, or Games with John for right now, as I have to continually clarify to myself, uh, I think that's pretty much all we want to cover right now. So we're going to take it to a quick musical break and we'll start to wrap wrap. We'll take it to a quick musical break where we'll start to wrap some things up and uh, give you some updates on just what's going on in, uh, well, my personal life. And, of course, catching up with some stuff that James has set into motion, which I need to stop. (laughs) Stick around. And now it's time for our wrap-up. So, what has been going on with John? Well, I've continued Scarlet Nexus, as I have been trying to keep up with. I'm about level 26 right now, still playing as the male character, whose name escapes me because, you know, anime protagonist, whatever. But we've gotten to the point... We. Again, what's this we stuff? Like, who is we? (laughs) I think I have to go see a doctor. No, 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 but... I've gotten to the point where the basically the insurrection has happened in the world of Scarlet Nexus and the parties are now split, which I find very weird because you're still going out to eat with your comrades who are now presumably part of the separatists movement. So I really don't understand how or why that mentality kicks in because yeah, like everything's going to shit. And you're still taking time to like grab a beer with your coworkers. I I don't know. It seems like things should be a, should be at least presented as more dire than that. But again, I'm still playing it. Like it's still fun. I just got the crazy overblown brain drive thing that will basically destroy your head if you do it for more than 30 seconds. So things are getting exciting. The plot has thickened, and I, I I'm not bored. I'm certainly not bored. So yeah, I'll keep playing it. And for those keeping track currently, no, I have not found a single copy of the assumed many copies that James has bought of Sonic and the Secret Rings. So I'm going to have to deal with that bullshit for the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. (laughs) But, you know, I'll keep trying. I mean, I have searched my entire desk up you know, tops and tails. I've, I've done it. I've looked through every drawer. And yes, I've looked through the ceiling. I'm beginning to wonder if there is even an actual game hidden in my workspace, because there's no way. I'm pretty dang thorough. But we'll see what happens next in that whole uh, case of events. But yes. So, yeah, I think with that, that about covers it. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing the new Mario Strikers game, which came out. I actually have my copy sitting on my desk right now. So as soon as I'm done recording and editing this episode, I'm probably going to pop that in for the Switch and have a good old ball kicking time. <laughs> but yes, so this has been Games with John which sounds, again, so weird to hear. But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And uh, if not, you super don't need to let me know. (laughs) But yes, so we'll be keeping up with some new episodes over the weekend as more game announcements and trailers come out. And of course, as opinions change and surface. And yeah, it's a good time to be a gamer right now. It's the summer. It's usually when it's a good time to, you know, play games and see all this new stuff come out. So 
yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hope you are too. And hope you're looking forward to some new episodes coming up this weekend. That's been me. It's been John. That's been what's been... That's been... That's what's been going on with John. (laughs) I think that's going to be my outs for this weekend. All right. Hope you all enjoy the show. And we'll see you all next time. Peace out, y'all. Bye.